the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, April the 22nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1889, the Oklahoma land rush began at noon. Thousands of homesteaders staked out claims in Oklahoma. Today in 1915, the first full-scale use of deadly chemicals in warfare took place. German forces unleashed chlorine gas against Allied troops in Belgium during World War I. Thousands, they didn't know how many, but thousands of soldiers died. Today in 1970, millions of Americans concerned about the environment observed the first Earth Day. Today in 1993, the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, dedicated in Washington, D.C., to honor victims of the Holocaust, of the Nazi extermination. Today in 1994, Richard Nixon, our 37th president, he died in, at a New York hospital four days after suffering a severe stroke. He was 81 years old. Today in 2016, leaders from 175 countries signed the Paris Agreement on Climate Change at the United Nations. You may recall that was one of the first things that President Trump did in taking office. He withdrew the United States from the Paris Agreement on Climate Change for all the right reasons. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Five years ago today, the from Washington Monument to Germany's Brandenburg Gate and even to Greenland, Scientists and students and research advocates, they rallied on Earth Day. They conveyed a global message about scientific freedom without political interference. What they said was that it is time for science to lead and political elected political leaders to follow. And many of them fell in line, certainly our current president, he's all in. He's part of the parade. One year ago today, in an announcement tied to a U.S.-hosted virtual summit, 40 world leaders on climate change, President Joe Biden committed the United States to cut its fossil fuel emissions by as much as 52% by 2030. 52%. And he began to dismantle our energy in America, the greatest energy country in the world. But oh no, we've got to stop it to save Mother Earth. Today, as you may know, is Earth Day. But nobody cares. It's losing its luster because of the nonsense. Excuse me because of the nonsense that's been associated with this Earth Day. It just keeps getting more and more weird all the time. I'm sure that CBS thought they would have a different outcome on this, but CBS News and YouGov Poll, which is a pretty reliable polling company, uh, 
they published a poll this morning. They had announced yesterday they would be publishing it today on Earth Day. And so I, they had to do it. But I don't think the results that they got were the results they were looking for. The poll found that climate change, formerly known as global warming, was last on the list of most important priorities for Americans. Last. Respondents ranked the economy, 76%. Inflation, 73%. Crime, 59%. Ukraine, 58%. Immigration problem, 48%. And then climate change, 39%. In that order of importance. Fewer Americans see that See, climate change is a pressing issue this this year. Today, only 49% of respondents said climate change is a pressing issue and should be solved right now. In April of 2021, just a year ago, today, that number was 54%. 6% fewer people are interested, which is quite a few in the numbers we have in America. They're less important. They're less they feel it's less important now than it was a year ago under President Biden. They're beginning to see the hypocrisy of this whole green movement. In addition, Democrats don't necessarily believe that climate change is the most important issue. What they call blue dog, I guess that's kind of moderate Democrats. They say the economy, 74 percent. Ukraine, 71%, inflation, 67%, have much greater priorities than climate change. Only 56% of them said climate change is important. On the radical Democrats, the AOC, the, the people that are out there on their knees worshiping Earth today on under the guise of climate change and all this kind of thing, even the radical de- Democrats, when they were asked about climate change, it wasn't even their greatest priority now. The top spot was held by Ukraine. Of the radical Democrats in the country, not necessarily the leadership, but the country, 74% said Ukraine is the most important issue that we face in the world today. Climate change came in second. It was 72%. 68% thought inflation was the most important, and 67% thought the economy was the most important. That's of the radical far-left people who consider themselves radical far-left Democrats. Biden's handling of the climate change is underwater. Only 43% approve and 57% disapprove of Biden's management of a warming globe. Regardless of the issues that matter most to Americans, Biden's approval rating this morning, I just checked it, is terrible. They just simply don't support him. All polls are showing him in the low 40s. Some are showing him in the 30s in overall approval today. 57% disagree with his management of global warming. Regarding issues that matter most to Americans, Biden's approval rating is 31 unfavorable and 69% favorable. On the economy, it's 37% favorable, 63% unfavorable. I know that's not breaking news. We all kind of know that if we watch what's going on. 
I'd like to take a couple of minutes today. I want to talk to you a little bit about thousands of California pro-lifers rallied at the state capitol on Tuesday of this week. I want to tell you why they were there, because this is something that's growing. It's not just in California. It's elsewhere, although I know we have listeners in California. And um, this is starting to get some traction. There's there's a movement in the abortion, uh, demonic abortion industry to put this whole idea forward of of extending abortion beyond birth and making it normal like they've made abortion normal, which is not. It's barbaric, to say the least. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what California is doing, and about 3,000 or more people came out on Tuesday in Sacramento, and they were their voices were being heard. I want to tell you what that's about. I'll come back to that in a moment, but just to put it in context, on this Earth Day thing, and like I said, there are fewer people today than there were a year ago that care about it. But there is something you should know about that, that we should understand as Christians. It's, it, there's a lot of information. I just want to touch on a little bit of it. But anybody that studied the global environment, the movement itself, if you, the more you look at it, the more it begins to look like a cult. And it is. Gaia is a kind of a revival. That's the worship of Earth as a living organism. Mother Earth. You say, does anybody believe that? Yeah, Al Gore believes it. But a lot of people believe it. But Gaia is a revival of paganism that was formally started years ago, many eons ago, uh, in opposition to Christianity. It it had roots beyond that, but it kind of had a revival against Christianity. And Gaia worship considers Christianity the biggest enemy, and it views the Christian faith as the only obstacle to a global religion centered on Gaia worship and the uniting of all the life forms around this goddess, Mother Earth. It's a, it's a cunning, it's an evil mixture of science and paganism, Eastern mysticism, and feminism. And feminism is an important part of this. It's a pagan cult And it's a growing concern among Christian leaders that Christians in general are not informed on this. And they are fed a lie, and the left of the Christian movement, the so-called Christian left, are buying into this. And I I, want to say, I want to believe that they don't really understand what they're saying. I'm not suggesting we trash the earth and then move on. Not at all. But I am suggesting that this whole green movement, and it will rise again. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to keep pouring billions of dollars. As long as Joe Biden can shuffle into the office every day and push a few buttons in the white, the, the Oval Office, we will be involved in this movement of worshiping Mother Earth. And that's what the green movement is. It's not about saving the planet. A lot of people are misled to think that it is, but it's really not. Gaia worship is at the very heart of today's environmental movement and its environmental policies. The Endangered Species Act, the United Nations Biodiversity Treaty, the President's Council on Sustainable Development, the Paris Accords, all of that stuff is based on, I'm not saying these guys know this, I mean, maybe they don't take the time to learn, but it is based 
on this pagan cult called Gaia, or worshiping the earth. It's being promoted by leading figures. As I said, Al Gore wrote a book about it. His probably his best-known book is An Inconvenient Truth, but the but the book that really drills into this as a religion, it's almost like a theological book of sort, is Earth in the Balance. And it's one of many books that are out there, but it's the one that Al Gore wrote. And it was sold a lot of copies. I don't know how many, but I would suspect upwards of a million or more. I don't know. But it's one of the many books that's out there that proclaims the deity of Earth and it blames the falling away from this pagan god on environmentally unfriendly followers of Jesus Christ. The United Nations has been extremely successful in infusing this green religion into the international government body that's increasingly attracting and controlling all of our lives. Today, there's a conversation. I don't have time to get into it, and it really doesn't matter the the, the content of it. But there's a conversation going on in France today, and they're pushing for this one guy because he's more friendly to the earth movement than the other person, this, this woman who's more conservative. And that's going on as we speak. They're having a conversation. I was just looking at part of it live a few minutes ago. I'll tell you, Al Gore... Ted Turner, and some of these kinds of people a couple of a couple of decades ago or more started this movement or renewed it. It was kind of a revival in America. But this Gaia hypothesis really can be laid at the feet of a guy named James Lovelock. Lovelock worked for NASA during the 1960s. He was a consultant and to this Life on Mars project, uh, the Viking, I think it was Viking spacecraft, uh, project, and his theory claims that the Earth's biota, tightly coupled with its environment, um, it, it acts as a single. So I'm reading from his writing, a single self-regulating living system in which a way is a way to uh, maintain the conditions that are suitable for life. The living system, he believed, was the result of a meta-life. Meta? Where have we heard that? Oh. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook to Meta anyway. The result of a meta-life form that occupied our planet billions of years ago and began a process of transforming this planet into its own substance. In other words, it was self-creating, like only a god could do. It was... (laughs) All of the life forms on the planet, he says are a part of Gaia, a part of one spirit goddess that sustains life on Earth, and Earth, Mother Earth is a living organism. And the idea of Earth as a living divine spirit is, and his he had studied Plato, of course, and many have, but that is rooted in what Plato was, part of what Plato was talking about. Plato said, and I quote, we shall affirm that the cosmos more than anything else, resembles most closely that living creature with a capital C, of which all living creatures, severally or genetically, are a portion, a living creature which is fairest of all and in ways most perfect. End of quote. New Agers, international kind of quasi-faith movements, man, they're all over this. 
they're really drawn to it. They can easily relate to the belief that humans have this mystical experience because God created us to have a spiritual relationship with the creator of all things, God himself. And yet these people who profess to be wise are fools, according to the Bible. They have led a nation and a world, and they've got this little Greta from Sweden out there trumpeting their their message and anybody else that will do it. But this whole idea is that the, the earth is divine, and it is to be not only honored, but it's to be worshipped. And if you don't believe me, look into it. I mean, there's a lot of material out there you can you can find. Well, I'll tell you, the New Agers, all those people, they're just all over this. While condemning Christianity as the root of all ecological uh, evil, this document that was put out a while back, uh, Gore was a part of it, and I, I really I can't remember the name of it. And I, I tried to find out the name, but I couldn't find it this morning. But this document... While condemning Christianity is the root of the ecological evil, the document itself goes on to praise Buddhism and Hinduism because, quote, they did not depart as drastically from the perspective of humans as members of a community of beings, including other living and non-living elements. Non-Christian religions are definitely favored by the global uh, government as good stewards of Mother Earth. Christians are not. And it's not because we are creating more carbon than the, somebody else. It's because we don't submit to the lordship of Mother Earth. That's what the issue is. I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden understands this or anyone else. I don't know what they know. But I know what I know, and I know what the Bible says. And this whole Earth movement is not at all what as it's presented. One, it's a transfer of wealth. It's about the money, and you can follow the money. And I can assure you that the Joe Bidens of this world and many others are have both hands in the pot where the money is concerned. Billions of dollars are changing hands. A great transfer of wealth, forced transfer of wealth, is associated with this green movement. But there's also, and never forget, there's also a spiritual, a a a supernatural aspect to it and some people admit it and some don't and some are ignorant that's why we've got to be informed al gore should have read romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 25 the wrath of god is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness since what may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them For since the creation of the world, God's inevitable qualities, I'm paraphrasing Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal men and birds and animals and reptiles. 
Therefore God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. So while men worship at the feet of Mother Earth today, fewer than before, fewer than last year, they have been misled for the most part. Oh, we should pick up trash. We shouldn't have smokestacks everywhere belching out sulfuric smoke. Nobody nobody in Christianity believes that. We are to be, God has given us dominion over the earth. We are the steward over the earth to take care of it. But I can tell you the green movement, as we have come to know it, is not about taking care of Mother Earth. It's about worshiping, and it's about money. That's the bottom line. Well, I could say a lot more about that, but I have some things to say this morning about life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Christianity is about life, not death. It's about death in the sense that when we die, we know where we're going. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But Christianity is about life. Jesus was about life. In fact, he said, I am the life. Thousands of California pro-lifers rallied at the state capitol on Tuesday. They were protesting what they call an extreme pro-abortion bill that removes all civil and criminal penalties in deaths of newborn babies. Not in the womb, out of the womb. Many are calling it the infanticide bill because it is. It goes beyond anything we've ever seen from the Margaret Sanger-inspired pro-abortion movement. Leaders in other progressive states are looking and taking note, and that's why I'm mentioning it. Washington State, for example, likes to pride itself in being the first where abortion was legalized. The pro-abortion lobby and their allies in the media have said that the bill does not allow infanticide, but of course, the bill doesn't mention the term, but everybody who reads it with a halfway open mind sees that it removes all of the penalties, all of the investigations that would result in a perinatal death of infants. Perinatal meaning from conception to one year after birth. That's generally, they're, they're trying to morph this word, perinatal. They're trying to, to change it into some, to mean something else, as they always do. The left plays with words. They always play with words, and they, they'll use, well, gay, the word gay. My grandmother, who loved the Lord with all of her heart, Bible teacher, you know, and all, lived to be just a few months short of 100. She used the word gay all the time. She wasn't talking about what people did in bed or their sexual behavior. She's talking about being happy. We're going to have a gay Christmas. We're going to have a gay Thanksgiving. We're going to have a gay time today. They always take words, they steal them, they change them, they morph them into something other than what they have originally and traditionally meant. Well, that's the case with this perinatal. They're trying to make it mean something else. But what it traditionally means is simply, as I said, from conception to about a year after birth. That's known as the perinatal period. But this bill, it's AB 2223, this California bill removes the duty of the coroner to determine how a newborn 
died if the death is known or suspected to be the result of a self-induced or criminal abortion. A lot of pro-life people are weighing in on this, and that's why we need to be informed of it. The Right to Life League explains that, quote, a mother, her boyfriend, or for that matter, a babysitter, can starve or beat or shake a three, three-week-old baby to death. And under this uh, California bill, 2223, no one can investigate it because it's a perinatal death. It's within that conception to one year after birth period. I know this sounds bizarre, but it's true. They're trying to push this through. And the people I've talked to think they probably will. This new language was some new language was added last week. It reveals a disturbing intent. The proposed legislation would shield a mother from criminal or civil charges for any actions or omissions related to her pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal perinatal death. The definitions of perinatal, as I said, are varied. They're trying to they're saying now that it's seven days, but it's generally considered to be a year, up to a year after physical birth. This attorney, Matthew McReynolds with Pacific Justice Institute, he said, there's only one word that comes to my mind when I see this bill, evil. He said, California lawmakers have crossed a red line by seeking to legitimize the killing of hours old, even weeks old infants. This is not about expanding abortion rights. This is a degree of evil that the overwhelming majority of Americans, regardless of how they identify politically, cannot stomach. He said, we will be working to defeat this insane and diabolical bill. Jonathan Keller, he's president of the California Council for Life, I think it's called. He said, for years, pro-life advocates have argued there's no moral difference between ending a child's life days before birth or days after birth. He said, California's pro-abortion legislators now seemingly agree. A political culture that justifies killings of millions of children in the womb is now declaring open season on unwanted newborns. Every Californian, he said, must oppose this heinous bill. And I would add to that, every American particularly Christian, but every American should be informed about this bill. Those who are advancing abortion under the guise of women's reproductive health care have seemingly let their masks slip. They're admitting it was never about health care. It's about whether or not you want a child. You get pregnant and you say, well, this isn't the right time. This is the best time for me. Kill the child. So far, it's been in the womb. Now, now they've stepped up with this bill And they're saying, well, maybe after they've been born for a while. Women's rights are now extended into the outside the womb part of the life of the child. Infanticide is contagious because others are now looking at what Governor Newsom is trying to do in California. Maryland introduced a bill that decriminalizes neglecting newborns to death. They use the same perinatal death language through the bill. In 2019, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, remember him? He was widely condemned for a radio interview. On the interview, he was talking about how a mother could decide after the birth, and he's a doctor. But the battle is the Lord's. It is not ours, but we are called to be faithful 
and called to be informed. Thank you for making this program possible. Thank you for allowing it to be on the air. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue 98009. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.